Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen D A D, and I'm joined by Chopper Pequenel, your Jam That Champion. Hello, hello, Chops. It's you again. It's me again. Ollie is still not here. Still isolating from the old COVID. He is uh, indeed. He, so you got me again. Yep. Uh, his isolation ends on Saturday, mm-hmm. so he will be around for the live reactions. If you are one of the video viewers, yes. For this, it will still be Ollie and Andy. Yes. I mean, which I'm sure wasn't confusing at all based on the prediction stream that we did, where it was I was there, but also not on the live reactions. So then we passed it to Andy, who then picked Sully, who I'd banned from predictions. Uh, but then Andy knew that, so then he allowed Sock Puppet Sullivan to come in. So Sock Puppet Sullivan, people thought was going to be on the live reactions, but he's not. It's just Ollie and Andy. So did we not say on the prediction stream that he was. Yeah, no, we said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we clarified. And we're just like, no, 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 it's still. Ollie and Andy, he's reading Ollie's picks, is all. But people saw sort of him and go, great live reaction stream coming up then. It's like, well, it's not how it works. But uh, I'm sure they'll I be mean, confused. it's it's a bit confusing because you know that was you know having sock puppet was definitely not a panic move, and it's definitely something that we thought through before we did it. I mean, it's going to be an interesting live reaction on um, Saturday anyway mm. because the decision had been made a while back that it was going to be Ollie and Andy yes. doing that show because yes. you're off. Yep. And I am doing, I'm in place of you. So I'm mm-hmm. doing the SmackDown review and things like uh, this, that, and the other. So I wasn't going to be around for the live reactions. Yeah. So that means it was Ollie and Andy, the two people who don't know how to set up and run live reactions. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's them. You know, one of these days, Ollie might learn. Maybe. Maybe. I just got a message from him this morning being like, I'm a bit, uh, a bit rusty mm. on uh, setting up uh, live streams. I was like, oh, rusty's not the word I'd use. <laughs> inept maybe you don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's my thought on this flat out flat out you don't know you don't know let's just just face it you ask us to do it because you don't because you don't know how to do it and you won't learn yeah so it basically comes down to me and you Mm -hmm. to be the ones to do it it's what happened with uh, the Cody Rhodes news on Tuesday yep you and I were here Mm -hmm. 
could not change the name or the, the thumbnail. <laughs> or the thumbnail of the stream. And I really think it would have helped. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the viewership for it was good. And yeah. Like, the the, the, the well, after you know. viewership has been good for it as and, well. And we changed it as soon as we could afterwards. When, yeah. You know, we got back into the office after the stream and all that. But we could have been like more people could do that kind of stuff. You yeah. know? I feel like we're just talking about admin <laughs> problems at this point. Well, I feel like this is actual problems as opposed to you being one stop away <laughs> from the, the overground <laughs> that you don't actually need to get because you can walk to the office quite easily. Your minor inconvenience. Yeah, but you know, like, also I'm going to say, I realised after the fact as well, I don't walk at light speed like you do, so it takes me way longer to get places. Because mm. you walk incredibly fast. Do I? Yes. Whenever we're walking in a group, you're always way out in front. You're like, right, let's go. And we're all like, look, we're having a casual stroll. It's got places to be, mate. <laughs> I ain't got time to fanny around. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, so we were uh, playing speedrunners mm. at work, as we often do. The, uh, the order of business is that we all have lunch together and we watch an episode of The Simpsons and then we play speedrunners together. Mm. And Adam had gone into a bit of a panic because he had taken his controller home, which means there was only three controllers in the office. Fear not, I said, for I have a controller in my bag that I hadn't, I'd actually put in this morning because I thought this thing, sort of thing might happen. Mm. But I forgot to put my cable in and I'd already connected it back up to my PlayStation at home. And you need the right cable in order to do that. None of the cables we have here allow us to do that sort of no. thing. So then Andy said, I mean, I live around the corner. I can just go home and get a cable. Or I don't think he said those exact words. What did he say then? I think he said, I could go get a cable. Which all of us assumed meant, because he lives close, he's going to go home and grab one. He had prefaced it at the start, I live around the corner. Yep. So I could always go and get a cable. I don't think any of us thought what he meant by that was he was going to walk to Stratford, <laughs> walk to Westfield, walk to Game, and go and buy a cable. Yeah. And Andy didn't want to go. And mm -hmm. This is almost a direct quote. Yeah. He didn't want to miss an episode of The Simpsons. Correct. Yes. And we were like, well, we're not going to start. We can't. Uh, also, he didn't want to miss any of the games of speedrun. I was like, well, yes. we're not going to start any of the speedrun games until you get back. He was like, well, I don't want to miss any of the chat that happens during The Simpsons either. Mm -hmm. And so he went to go and get this cable and ran yeah he ran to stratford to go and get the... really we didn't need it <laughs> we managed to connect the controller without the cable in the end like he didn't he didn't need to like run he didn't need to go a no. b he didn't need to run no and like Definitely not yeah bless his cotton socks but that man has some severe fomo not only that but like when he got back he was useless like, yeah. said, um, <laughs> adam had to fix everything <laughs> So poor old Andy, who has literally run to Stratford so that we could all play a game together. And we're like, well done, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> well done, Adam. Adam, Adam yep. here are the... Because Adam connected it. It was my controller. No one thanked Andy at all. <laughs> oh, bless his And everyone socks. thanked me because I won at Speedrunners a lot. I won. You won one. I had a bad old form, though. Mm. I, so because we had five of us in a four-player game, yes. you four started even though you're using my controller, my PlayStation, and my copy of Speedrunners. You left the room, Luke. What do you want us to do? Wait? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was running to Stratford. <laughs> and um, that's a bit ironic, actually. He ran to Stratford to play Speedrunners. Anyway. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you all picked your characters. Mm. And I thought, well, to save the process, when it comes around to me, I won't back out and pick the character that I'm used to playing as. Sure. So basically, all of the games that I played, I was like, but which one am I again? Who am I? Yeah. So I, the first time, I was the deer. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of got used to that. And then I was the chicken man. Mm-hmm. And I got used to that. And then on the third game, because you're never out on these things, I didn't even think to look for the cosmonauts. I was just yeah. constantly looking at the chicken man, thinking mm-hmm. I was the chicken man again. Yeah. I was not the chicken man. I was the cosmonaut. You were the cosmonaut, because on that one occasion, I did go out. Yeah, and I had a yeah. terrible, terrible game. I was not having... I mean, I was having fun, because it's always just fun to play the game. Yeah. But I was not winning. Mm. I was actually doing... And like the problem with speedruns is if you're out early, and then you've got to sit around and wait. Yes. And it's like... Okay, and then because I was out so quickly, I'm like, I'm not really playing the game. Really. <laughs> but then on my final run, I uh, uh, did pretty good. One pretty convincingly. It was three, two, two. I want to say pretty convincing. I'd say well, fairly close. I don't know. I, I thought I did pretty okay because on my first game, I think I lost three, two to Adam in the first run. And then after that, I won three nil, three nil, three one. I think in the three subsequent games after, which I I was like, okay. Back to form. That's all right. The first yeah. one was a practice game. Yeah, it was a warm-up go. It was fine. But then, yeah, final game of the day. Luke Owen walks away with the W. I was upset about that. Yeah. I finished with two. <laughs> and I got two points in that game, but I was like, ah, I didn't play well. Yeah. I, I, I ended off on a poor run. It's and, not and great. It's, and it's how you leave them, folks. So yeah. really, when you think right. about it, I won the day. <laughs> you leave as champion. I, I left as the speedrunner champion for yeah. that day. In the G-run climax. Well, you know, that's a bit loose. You know? <laughs> We don't really have any like official games, you know. Well, and if we if we totaled up the total number of wins of everyone, I would be winning. So yeah, like, something really the final game. like all the other games were warm ups. Sure. It was warm ups for that final run. We mm-hmm. didn't say this is the final game. Yeah, did and say that. When you get to the World Cup, yeah, the final game is <laughs> the final. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And sometimes the speedrunners, you just get hooked in force field off the screen, and then you know can't do anything. Can't do that's anything it. about that, mate. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, it's okay to lose, Pete. It's okay to yeah, no, just acknowledge me as the winner of the day. You know what, Luke? You won the day. Thanks, Pete. Yep, you did it. Well done. Very proud of you. Cheers, bud. Mm. Anyway, let's talk about AEW. Big old tease in this show, and we think we know who it may be, because Fightful Select reported it. Yep. Here is the show. The House of Black has teased a brand new member of its ranks. Is it Julia Hart, who we have seen acting suspiciously, erratically, some may say, uh, in her sort of in-ring segments, wearing the old eye patch? Could it be Penta Baddy that we saw in Lucha Underground and was teased last week? Or is it formerly... Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews, joining the House of Black. Let's let's find out, let's discuss. This is the AEW Dynamite Review. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I am joined once again by your Jam That Champion, representing the WrestleTalk podcast because he is on every single show at the moment, while Ollie Davis is unwell. Chopper Pequenel. Hello. Hi. You said I'm on every show. Not on tomorrow. Also not on Saturday on my usual slot. No, so, but you, you know. No, but you have been on you were on Dynamite last week. Yep. You were on the SmackDown review. Yep. You were then on Raw. Yep. You're then on the NXT show. Yep. You're then on the prediction show. Yep. And you're on uh the show tomorrow. No, sorry, you're on the show today. Yep. It's and a then, few. It's a few. And then you're off because I'm doing the SmackDown review this yeah. week. Yeah. And then Ollie and Andy. And then I'm me and Andy are doing the uh, review of Elimination Chamber on the Sunday. I didn't even plan to be off during the Saudi show, <laughs> but it works out because I was off for Crown Jewel last year as well. And now I'm off for, for Elimination Chamber. Works out great. Pete is the hardest working man in this building. It's a genuine fact, actually, by the way. I, I, I do think that you work harder than most of us here. 
maybe maybe not Terry, but maybe not Terry. Maybe not Terry. Terry works insanely hard. Yeah, but I think you know you do so you do so much. Like we were doing at our what. team meeting yesterday. It was like, what's everyone doing today? And I was like, you know, I've emailed some people, um, mm -hmm. done some business stuff. Uh, Later on, I'm going to test out some streaming stuff. But, yeah, you know, apart from that, what are you doing, Pete? Bang, 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 bang. Basically, you know, because Ollie does nothing these days. He basically did all of the news for Ollie Davis. Just calling out. He presented two videos yesterday. All I'm saying is I just wish he'd pull his finger a little bit more, you know what I mean? Pull his finger out. He's in there, filling his asshole. Just do some work, for God's sake. Anywho. Just calling him out when he's not even on the show. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's, let's be honest, Pete. He's not watching. He's definitely not, is he? Yeah, well, that's I'll get a message from now being like, I'm watching the podcast. <laughs> he, he's not. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this episode of Dynamite, in particular the segment that came right at the end of the show. Mm. So we had the uh, the team, like the commentary team said, we heard from uh, Penser last week, a bit of a tease from him of a new direction. And now let's hear from the House of Black. And it cuts to the compound where the House of Black tend to hang out, the kings slash knights of the Black Throne. And they're just sort of, you know, it's the usual Malachi Black, spooky, spooky, spooky skeletons. Yep. And then Brody King is sort of looking there, tapping his fingers, being like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Yes. <laughs> he is all of us watching, being like, I mean, this is kind of yeah. cool, but what are you talking about, man? Because even at one point, he just sort of looks at his watch to be like, yeah, I'm about cool cool tom uh -huh. uh, what are we what are we doing next eh? Yeah. When, do we, when do we play speedruns <laughs> i brought my pad and everything <laughs> i ran to stratford and back <laughs> oh literally only makes sense to audio listeners <laughs> literally and then he's like flipping oh. over his tarot cards as he oft does mm. and then Brody king essentially at the end of it just goes like sorry who are we waiting for <laughs> can you just tell me one more time just one more time what we're doing yeah. for and then malachi says history mm -hmm. and a figure emerges mm -hmm. and if you've seen the thumbnail for this video it's impossible to make out what that is because sure is. we we shouted at the at the enhance <laughs> enhance <laughs> enhance further sharpen shut enhance and it just you know, this blurry mess that we on, put as a thumbnail on photoshop sharpen sharpen more sharpen edges sharpen more is an option <laughs> option and you can sharpen more before you sharpen it doesn't make any sense come on photoshop figure it out so anyway it's this blurry thing it's not it probably actually isn't buddy it's probably not even the person it actually is going to be like it could be buddy Maybe. matthews could be anyone else but it probably isn't the person that it even was because you can't really see who it was and then it just got cut away almost instantly it was very hard to even get the screenshot of this mm -hmm. so we've now got a new member of the house of black which potentially could debut next week yeah because there is a rematch next week of kings of the black throne versus death triangle so there's every chance we could see that debut next week now coincidentally fightful select great work that they do over there at fightful select uh, reported yesterday buddy matthews is now sorry buddy murphy is now buddy matthews and he may also be all elite according to some within the company matthews has been a free agent since about september and told fightful he wasn't quite sure of where he'd land He's worked a plethora of indies as well as dates for MLW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, but we haven't heard details on him signing anywhere. Sources within AEW in recent weeks have indicated that there was a growing interest and rumblings about Matthews joining the company in some capacity, with some even heard there were creative pitches made, and another source going as far to say that that creative is already decided. We've not confirmed the latter. 
Several talents in AEW have been told that the working plans is to bring in Buddy Matthews, which has been going around since January. Very, very interesting stuff. Isn't it just? <laughs> and I personally think that it is Buddy Matthews. I would love it to be because I think it makes a lot of sense with their history in WWE. They had the linked promos when they left. Their vignettes were kind of taking place in the same continuity. And also, I don't know if you picked up, the, up on this in the little promo, Luke. You teased me with I this did. earlier. And I said, actually, I'll save it for the podcast. Yeah, you came in and you were like, oh man, did you see that bit in the promo? And I said, actually, I didn't pee. He was like, I'll save it for the podcast, pet. And we'll have a chat about it then. <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. These shows uh, are very silly when Ollie isn't here. It's so stupid. Um, in the, as part of the promo, I can't remember exactly at what point um, when uh, Malachi Black's talking, but there's a one point when I think it might have been when Brody King said, who are we waiting for? In the very back, you can just hear... Knock at the door, yeah. Knocking at the door. <gasps> knocking at the door, Luke. Yeah. Buddy Murphy's, uh, Alistair Black's thing was knocking on the door when yes. he was in wwe and who answered it cesaro and also buddy murphy that's very true uh, also a request from a friend of mine uh, can we not bang the table because it's it gets picked up quite heavily on these microphones <laughs> I was speaking to him yesterday he was like p was banging the table constantly i was like yeah p was really banging that table ignoring the fact that i had done it earlier in the show i, I didn't i don't i have respect for our blue baby it's great. Uh, wonderful blue baby. Yes. So, yeah, no, I um, I thought that maybe there's something on the tarot cards that mm. would, like, I don't know, like one of them would say ginger or something. And that's like <laughs> the... One of them says buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the tarot card for friend, you know, like yeah. whatever it is. But, yeah, like I think this is most likely going to be Buddy Matthews. Mm. I think if it was Julia Hart, they'd have just said, yes, it's Julia Hart. How, I, no, do I believe that? Because they, they have been doing teasers for it, but they never outwardly said... And I think if this was the Julia Hart reveal, it would have been a bigger reveal than just a shadowy figure in the background. I think it would have been more of a tease that it is Julia again, mm -hmm. as opposed to it just being a shadowy figure that could be any Tom, Dick or Harry. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I don't I honestly don't know where the Julia Hart thing is going at this point, because it feels like. Yep. Because um, uh, it feels like they've kind of been meandering a little bit around it because it's like oh the people that he sprays in the eyes they have this effect on the people and then that kind of changed because pack came back but then he couldn't see but then he could see which he just revealed in the middle of a match and like it all seems a bit like higgledy piggledy as know. to as to what it actually happens with it he sprayed cody and he left yeah that's what happens he turned heel with that so maybe it is that um so i i don't know if the julia hart thing is still happening yeah. at all I don't know whether it was just like a little thing to be like wear an eye patch for a bit to put over the the mist. Like I don't, I don't know. She I mean she has been acting weird on TV. Yeah, and like she makes a lot of references to it on Twitter and and things like that. I would argue I think they 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 have let that steam go. Yes. Like I think there was quite a lot of fan interest in Julia Hart joining the House of Black, particularly when they were having those matches with Griff Garrison and mm -hmm. his mate. Yeah. Brian Pillman. But I don't think they have really capitalized on that since. And I think a lot of that has died off. Yes. And I think we need to have like Fasty Blondes back on TV to kind of kickstart that again. Exactly. I think it's basically all have just been moved to dark. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for me, for me, like, I agree with you. I think this this probably isn't Julia, right? No, I, 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 I don't see that coming. And I don't think it's going to be Penta either. Um, it would be weird. I mean, it kind of connects to the promo they did last week. And like, you know, Penta could reveal 
on next week's show in the tag match that like if he sprays pack when in the face and reveals it was me austin mm. um it was me all along i don't n- i would be surprised yes like i would genuinely pull like a <gasps> face yeah. if it was the case i am leaning more towards and only because of that fightful select report yes that it's um you know creative has already been decided well, like creative pitches were made. Some even say the creative has already been decided. That to me suggests that they have made a decision. Buddy is coming in. It's part of House of Black. And this is the debut vignette for it. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree with you. And personally, I'm all for it. So for it. Su- super, super cool. I thought that Buddy did some fantastic work as Seth Rollins' disciple. Him as kind of like that silent like guy to the side, I think would fit. It adds like an extra like dynamic to the House of Black. But you got like big strong man with Brody. You got technical wizard malachi black and then you've got and actual wizard and actual (laughs) wizard yeah uh and then you've got buddy that adds the extra kind of like speedy dynamic to it it just adds an extra layer to the house of black i think it'd be a great fit also like yeah just having buddy matthews buddy murphy was a guy in wwe who he was like i'd I'd say one of the internet's guys Mm -hmm. like the we as sort of like twitter fans or youtube fans or whatever you want to sort of call this this portion of the iwc loved the work that he did loved the stuff that he did on 205 live where he was like mm. just having consistent bangers every yep. single time he stepped into the ring yep. and then he went to the main roster and didn't get the the due that he was des- that he deserved really like i don't think he got the push that really benefited like us as fans he was on tv but like really can you us outside of those alistair black matches can you really name anything of note that Buddy Murphy did? Like, you can say that he was in the Roman Reigns storyline, but that was a massive accident. Wasn't Buddy the one that gave Alistair the terrible eye during the I versus I feud? Because yeah, he was doing stuff with Seth, wasn't yeah. he? I think he was the one that initially gave Black the messed up eye. Huh. Can, I, huh. can chat confirm that? Yeah, I can chat confirm? Really? I feel like it was. Oh, it's some. <laughs> Forgot all the stuff they did with the Mysterios. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Ignore that stuff. <sighs> but Yes, it was. Everyone's saying, well done, Pete. Cool. Yeah, I should be on Quizlemania. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's also nice content. History. It, you yeah. know, the tease, it fits in. That's the I thing as well. Just... Like Black's line of history mm. leads me to think it is Buddy Murphy, Buddy yeah. Matthews over anyone else. 100%. Dead excited to see Buddy Matthews in AEW. Yeah. Like a lot of those guys that got released, like him, Swerve Scott, if he ever came in, Keith Lee was another one that was like, they like those are the guys you want to sign up mm-hmm. right off the bat the second they become available. The Inspiration were another one for me mm-hmm. that I was like, those are people you should just sign right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Ruby Soho. And like, yeah, if I was a, like if I was a Tony Khan, if I had a wrestling company, Buddy Matthews is like, numero uno like of those top three and so in men it was matthews lee and swerve yeah and i think that buddy matthews is an easy home run absolutely 100 percent. i i think he would fit so so well in aew and especially if he's joining house of black i think that really suits his strengths of wrestling because mm-hmm. that's what he's best at and he puts on bangers every time just have him do that yeah, and actually, Great. further to your point as well, he was excellent in that disciple role yeah. with Rollins. I thought he was. I yeah. thought he was really, really good. Had a good presence about him. Yeah. Should have been involved in that Roman Reigns storyline more. Should have been him. Bloody fantastic, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Ha- the happiest of accidents. Don't mm. really st- like, accidentally stumbled on something that was really great. Like, because they didn't have an answer for that storyline. They started it without a finish. And then, fans came up with, and then fans came up with a really good finish to it using our detective skills. And WWE looked at it and was like, 
Nah. <laughs> maybe not that. Yeah, maybe but not that. We'll no, do it. it was Eric Rowan's twin brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then it was... You had that Roman buddy match on SmackDown, and it was really good. Great. They gave it loads of time, and we're just like, oh, you want wrestling? Here you go. Here's some actual wrestling. And we went, oh, yeah, that's what we want. Buddy Danielson, man. Yeah. Oh, superb ooh. stuff. Oh, well, let's so see. Good. We, you know, Buddy's faced Okada. Yeah, yeah, as a new, oh. new Japan strong. Yeah, yeah, wild. Uh, dude, it's a real good match. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 real good. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, right, let's get into your ultra chats on this episode. Uh, Sorry says Malachi, Brody, and Buddy versus Pac, Phoenix, and Penta Dark as soon as possible, please. I'm so beyond hyped for Buddy finally coming in. It has to be him, right? Plus, hearing the crowd go absolutely insane for both Sammy and Darby gave me chills. 
the Pillars. Mm. Valab, who has been a member for 10 months, Thank you. Said, it's Bud Matt. He's always been a follower. Plus, if I recall correctly, they're part of the same escape from Stanford Supermax uh, Universe vignettes when they got released. They that is correct. Brought up earlier, yeah. Yes. Omar Jose says, Buddy Matthews is as a number, as a member of the House of Black, only to then have six man tags against Pentapack and Returning Phoenix. I'll take 10 of those, please. Be so good. Yeah, I mean, great news on Phoenix as well is that the entry wasn't as bad as kind of it had been initially yeah. reported as well, which I think a lot of people were stunned at. Yeah. Found out, oh yeah, by the way, he didn't break his arms. Like, how? How, <laughs> how did he not break his arms? Are arm? his bones made of rubber? Oh, I you know the rest of him is. Yeah. Cole Woodruff said, uh, what do you guys think of these Wyndham promos? This one, this one. Now, I'm going to stop you there. Yep. Because I had a few people message me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen YouTube comments about this well being like, oh my God, have you seen all of Wyndham's promos that he's doing? Yeah. They're not him. Yeah. They're fan edits. It's a fan edit. Yeah. So it's a fan edit channel. They are incredibly well-made fan edits. It's legit. It's I when I first saw it, I was like, "Wow, damn!" Yeah. Like this, I totally bought it. Yeah. Until I like checked out the rest of the channel, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh no, it's a it's a fan edit." Yeah. Like look, like look a bit further than one video is a like someone messaged us on Patreon to be like, "Have you guys seen these pros?" This was a couple months ago, and then I was like, I looked at it and I was like, "Damn, this is like." Why isn't more people talking it's about interesting. this? It's interesting. Like, it went like, onto the channel. And it's like just, a whole new mask and all this yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, totally. Like, like, did some really, really good stuff on it. But yeah, you go on the channel and he's been doing that for, for years since like Bray was in like WWE and stuff. Yeah. He's still doing Bray Wyatt promos from back then. So like, still is. So, yeah. It's not him. So uh, I hate to, hate to break it to you, Cole. Um, but yeah, it is, it is. it's not actually Wyndham promos. Yes. Uh, the bad one, Jambeard, said, I don't think the miss gets them to join the House of Black. It just makes them more aggressive. I don't know if I believe that, though, because I don't think it made Pac more aggressive, and it certainly no. didn't make Cody more aggressive. Like, I think people can... You can rewrite Cody's heel turn that he was doing. Sure. Um, and whatever it was that he was doing with his character to be like, oh, that's connected to them. It's kind of actually a way that people used to do it with Wyatt. Mm. Like, oh, the Fiends changes you, and that's why... But really, I think that's more just fan theories as opposed to... WWE storytelling or even yeah. AEW storytelling in that aspect. So yeah, I I agree with you. I think it is more inconsistent than fans would like to think that it is. Yeah, I I don't think it actually has any lasting consequences. Like it might you might might wear an eye patch for a bit. That's about it, really. Yeah. And Big Red Eyed Machine has been a member for six months in a row. Said I'd like to believe. <laughs> or with a knock on the door, let him in. Mm. Would love to see either. I don't think Wyatt or uh, Wyndham would be going into AEW. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. To be part of just, you know, the, the third member of a faction. I was a downplay Buddy Matthews' position on the card going mm. into this. But I think, I feel like even as a promoter, if I'm bringing in Wyndham, this isn't how I would have done it. No, absolutely not. This is, uh, he's a, he's a big deal. He is and a big deal. shouldn't be just treated as, it's another member of the thing. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, please do get in the rest of your Ultra Chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And hey, when you're clicking dem links, why not click our other link? Because this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We here at WrestleTalk fully believe in better you, a better us, a better everyone. But it starts with a better you. Support WrestleTalk, support each other, support yourself. 
taking care of your mental health is something that's very, very important to us here at Rust Talk, and the people at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, are here to help you with that sort of thing. I have often thought about speaking with a counsellor, with a therapist, or anything like that to go through some of my issues that I've had since becoming a father and this and the other, and I've never really known who to reach out to or even where to start. And one of the great things about BetterHelp is that they kind of do the legwork for you. Like they will assign you a, a therapist within 48 hours. And that to me seems like a really good, also like I don't always have time to go to a place and meet someone. I do have times for text messages, I've got time for calls, I've got time for video calls. And that's what BetterHelp can do for you. You've got a variety of different options in there. It isn't, I've got to make this clear, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Really great, uh, really great service. Better help. Please do click the link in the video description down below and use our promo code WRESTLE and get 10% off your first month. Thanks, Better Help. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of the show, Better Help. This episode opened up with CM Punk sitting in the ring, as he is one to do when he does some promos sometimes. Sat there with a box in front of him, and he started cutting a promo. I was like, this seems familiar. Why do I know this promo? You don't all know by now, my name is CM Punk, and I'm straight edge. That means I'm drug-free, I'm alcohol-free, and that means I'm better than you. And I was like, he's doing a thing, but I don't know what that thing is. And then he mentioned... He said those words a decade ago, and I was like, there it is. That's why I know the promo. Uh, yeah, I think that was his first promo in ECW, like WWE CW. I think mm -hmm. that's the first promo we cut, which is cool, cool uh, throwback. And it's not the promos he used to do when he was in Ring of Honor as yeah, well. Totally. Like his whole gimmick in Ring of Honor was just like, I'm straight edge, which means I'm better than you. Like, yeah. like his whole feud with Raven mm. was built around the fact that I am straight edge, and look at you, the state of you for not being uh, uh, straight edge. Yeah. Totally. Um, but the reason he brought this up was saying that those are words that have influenced a generation of wrestlers. Uh, there are some people that have become influenced to be straight edge because of that. There are some people that have influenced to become a wrestler because of that. And then there's MJF. And he went to it and he said that he needs to pick the stipulation, saying that at uh, it's going to be at Revolution. He picks the date. Good. Um, and he was saying, you know, we could pick a cage match because Max has been running this whole time. But, you know, with a cage match... He can still run. Wardlow, I know, could climb a cage. Mac, he could he could worm his way out of it somehow. I've got another idea. And he was talking about this reference that MJF always has to being better than Piper, better than Bret Hart and all that Piper stuff. Piper in Portland. Piper in Portland. And he kept saying, just throwing in at line every so often, just being like, Piper in Portland. And he kept coming back to it. And the reason he brought it up was because he announced a dog collar match, which got a great reaction from the crowd, honestly. Because they've only done one dog collar match before in AEW with, between Cody and Brody. And that was a bang. It was a pretty great match. And I don't think a lot of people expected it be, to be as good as it was. When I remember when Ollie and I were reviewing the show at the time. And they announced that it was going to be a dog collar match. And because it was Cody, it was like mm. a... That's such a Cody thing to do. Because totally. a dog collar match is a, such an old school match stipulation. That I think some of us have... I mean, many people have become desensitized to because we have seen... PG versions of it or just not very good versions of it and it feels like an old school wrestling mm -hmm. gimmick you know what I mean yeah, 100% and so I think like we I remember even at the time being like yeah that's a dog collar match 
it just seems a bit hokey, a bit southern 80s, this, that, and the other. Yeah. However, when Cody and Brody Lee then had that match, you're like, oh, dang. Oh, this is this is great. This Because like a dog collar match, yeah, it works in the 80s. Because a lot of things worked in the 80s. Mm. We're, in the, we're in the 21st century now. We've had Hell in a Cell matches. In this WCW did a triple-decker cage match. Like, they you know, sure did. But they showed you that something that's as simple as a dog collar match can still work within today's wrestling atmosphere if you've got two guys that are committed to it and are really, really good at their craft. And, you know, I know it's, it's so sad that it ended up being Brody Lee's final match. Mm. But what a way to go out, right? Yeah, like, man. I mean, I hate to say it, if you do go out, like, what a way to go. But it was an incredible match. And I think the reason it got that reaction from the crowd is because, you're right, they remember that match. Mm -hmm. This could have been, it have been, like, five other stipulations that wouldn't have got this reaction. But the AEW are very good at protecting steps. You know, we've only had a handful of cage matches. I think even a cage match might have got a pop because I think a lot of people expect it to be a cage match. Mm. No one saw the dog uh, collar match coming. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful decision. It was really, really good. And the, the whole premise being like, we're literally tied together. You cannot run away from me, which fits perfectly with the, with the stipulation. And he said he's got one more thing he'd like to say to MJF and he wants him to come out and say it to his face. MJF, there was a long pause. MJF came out. No showboating, no confidence, no nothing. Selling the he stipulation. Just, he just walked out and just like, oh no. Uh-oh, what have I got myself I've, into? I've messed up. And Punk shows him the, the photo, the very famous photo now of MJF as a fan talking to CM Punk back in the day. At a meet and greet. At a meet and greet. And uh, he was saying like how <laughs> the... The, the, the mat at Revolution is not going to be uh, coated with your spray tan. It's going to be coated with your blood. Some really, like, money lines that Punk came out with. And MGF the whole time is just staring at him like, I hate all of this. Like, what have I got myself into? What a way to sell the stip mm -hmm. by MJF that, you know, he's the guy that talks. Yeah. He's always the guy that's got an answer for everything. No matter what you throw in MJF's way, he has got a way to talk himself up. And not so much talk himself out of a situation, but certainly make his bravado overcome any fears that you might have. He had nothing to say. He was speechless. And I think that really, really does sell the gimmick. It was so brilliant. Just his facial expressions the whole time. He brought the mic up to his mouth and his hand was shaking. He was stuttering, trying to get words out. And in the end, he just threw the mic down and walked out. I was like, oh, that is perfect. And this was already a perfect segment, Pete. Oh, I know but what you, you're going to say. You've skipped over the best part of I've, this. I've just looked at my notes because I wrote it afterwards. I was going to talk about it. Yeah, go you ahead. Skipped, you skipped over the best part. Of this it thing. was the best part of the program. You're quite right. So what? Uh, when Punk had the picture of him and little MJF, mm. he said, the day you met me at this meet and greet was the best day of your life. But for me, it was Friday. <laughs> and a revolution, it will just be a Sunday. And I'm like... He made a Street Fighter movie reference. Yeah. Yes, he did. He made a Street Fighter movie reference. It's just for people like me. <laughs> it's it's genuinely one of the best lines I've ever heard in a movie ever. I, Unironically. I, yeah. I, so good. Dude, I will. I stand by that Street Fighter movie anyway. Oh, yeah. In the same way that I stand by the Super Mario Brothers movie. I mm -hmm. applaud them for the effort and the vision that they had for that movie. Did it work? Yeah. Not really. No. But I applaud them for making, trying to make it happen. First ever video game movie ever made. Someone should probably write a book about this sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. I did once. Um, <laughs> thank you to the eight people that bought it. <laughs> um, but a Street Fighter movie I've always had a love for because when I was a kid and I watched it, 
I was like, this is Street Fighter. This, no. isn't, this doesn't feel like Street Fighter. Not at all. I convinced myself that it was good, though, because it was 1994 and I'm, I'm nine years old. So I sure. convinced myself that it was good because it's a Street Fighter movie. Street Fighter 2 is my favorite game. I love playing Special Champ Edition on the Mega Drive, right? So I convinced myself that it was a good movie. So I've watched it year upon year upon year upon year. And it was only until I was doing research for the book and I interviewed Stephen D'Souza, the writer and director of the movie, and he kind of started to explain the process of making it, that suddenly I was like, oh... Oh, that, this makes a whole mess of sense now. <laughs> Every single question I've had about this movie since mm -hmm. 1994 has been answered by this one interview that I've done with, with the writer and director, Huda Thunke. Mm. And I was like, and now when I watch it, I was such a deep appreciation for what disease was doing. Is it a home run? Eh, no. Not really. But lines like that are great. It's very goofy. It's so very fun. So goofy. Yeah. Oh my god. I love it so much. But yeah, I, and that, that line of like, the day that I graced your village uh, was the was the greatest day of your life. Most but important for me, day it was of your life. It was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. For me, it was Tuesday. Has been oh. sort of replicated by like wrestling wrestlers over the years because yeah, it's a pop culture line. Yeah. And we really enjoy it. I loved it. It's absolutely wonderful line. But what I love about it is that if you don't pick up that it's a street street fighter reference, you're not being like, I don't know what he's on about there. It's, he makes it work within the, the the promo itself. Absolutely. And that's that's a brilliant way to work a reference into something, is to so it doesn't overshadow a promo. It just becomes part of it. So like if you know, then great. If you don't, it doesn't affect the promo in any way. 100%. Terrific. Speaking of terrific, Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. This was amazing. <laughs> this was my match of the night. Yeah, same here. Samesies. Absolutely yeah. samesies. I thought this match was absolutely terrific. Oddly, Melissa Joan Hart was at ringside. <laughs> just randomly, just like, well, we may have lost Cody Rhodes, but it's all right because Clarissa explains it all elite wrestling. <laughs> Nashville resident, according to her name bar. So I was really pleased with that joke. Yeah, I came that up this morning. Thanks, yep. mate. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's, yeah, so Melissa Joan Hart was at ringside. Terrific. Sure. Dude, I, I, I just mentioned that. I was nine years old yep. in 1994. So do you know what show I absolutely adored when I was mm -hmm. a kid? Sabrina the Goddamn Teenage Witch. Do you know who I had a biggest crush on in my life? Melissa mm -hmm. Goddamn Joan Goddamn Hart. Yeah. Absolutely. Checks so out. terrific to see her there at ringside. 2C, an incredible match. Oh, this I know, is so good. I know a lot of people were really excited for this anyway because everyone really likes Lee Moriarty. Now, obviously, mm. everyone loves Danielson. But then there's this moment in this match. Like, Danielson set this match up by being like, I want to see the violence out of Lee Moriarty. Like, I want to see the violence out of you. And Moriarty stepped on and being like, oh, I'll bring that next week. But when Moriarty was doing it, I loved how mad Danielson was getting, being like, son of a prick. This <laughs> little prick slapped me. Yeah. And like getting more and more mad about that. And then that sort of like fueled the final act of, of this. But there was a moment when they did a neck bridge and then started slapping the taste out of each other's mouth. Proper like Zack Sabre Jr. Mm -hmm. style spot. I loved this match. This was so wonderful. As a technical wrestling masterpiece, it was amazing. And also for the story they've been trying to tell, it was absolutely perfect for what they needed to do. How many times have we said, I'm hitting the table again. How many times have we said before, Luke, you need to have a younger guy like Lee Moriarty you can make someone look good in defeat. You have them have a really good match and they do better than anyone expected. They still lose, but they look better in defeat. This is what I'm talking about. 
This is what you need to do because this was so good. All of it. Danielson's whole thing is that he will out-wrestle you. He can out-wrestle anyone. He's the best wrestler in the world. So when Lee Moriarty starts matching Danielson for technical wrestling ability, everyone goes, oh, that guy's really good. And he's moreover. It's so easy. And like in that as well, when Danielson got the label lock in, yep. this crowd went mental for it because they wanted to see Moriarty get the ropes and escape the hold and for this mm -hmm. match to continue. This is awesome chance. Moriarty got the Motor City stretch in, but Daniel reversed that, basically picked him up and hit this capture suplex on it, oh. hit the Psycho knee, did his little face stomps things and knocked in a submission for the win. It was beautifully executed. Love that he did the knee and then was like, I'm not going to pin. I'm going to stomp him in the face. Love I've that touch that he's got. Violence. Yeah. That's what he wanted. And he's going to stomp him in the face. And I think he was already knocked out, but then he just locked in the triangle. And then it was just like, he's got nothing left. He's already out. Like, oh, I love brilliant. this. I just love this new form of Danielson's offense, which is like the Psycho knee is a setup move for him to stomp your teeth out. Yeah. Like, brilliant. You know, he used to end matches. Now it's just like, uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. yeah. On that note that you made about sort of, you know, this making Moriarty look better, like he get him getting over in defeat. Yeah. I brought up on the Raw podcast a couple of weeks back, this is how WWE should use 2.0. Yeah. Like one of Raw's biggest problems that it's got at the moment is that they have the same people on the show every single week, mm -hmm. having the same matches every single week because they've got a limited number of people they can work with. And it's one of AEW's biggest strengths is because they've got a massive roster, you don't have to feature everyone on TV every single week. Everyone feels special, everyone feels fresh, and everyone can have fresh matchups. Mm -hmm. And so the product never feels stale or repetitive or anything like that. So when you've got things like, you know, Kings of the Black Throne versus Pack and Penta next week, it is like a, oh, and you saw that match a couple of, but even then, it's a few weeks ago mm -hmm. that we saw that match. It yeah. wasn't like we saw it seven days later. Yeah. And I think that using 2.0 is actually a really good way for you to give your guys on the main roster wins, but also introduce your audience to 2.0 talent, which might make them also watch NXT 2.0. But moreover, it gets them experience. It gets them in the ring. They don't have to win. Mm -hmm. You can just have competitive matches. Like, how much better would have Damian Priest have looked if he'd have beaten, I don't know, um, who's a good NXT guy? Because I want to say Carmelo Hayes. You don't want to beat any of the champions, but someone like a Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, a great example. Grayson Waller. Who's the the, the university lad? Chase. Andre Chase. Andre yeah. Chase. Someone like that. He can beat them in four minutes, and you know, give them a bit of offense, give them a hope spot or whatever it is, and he raises the title at the end. Like Chase loses nothing in this, but Priest gains something in this. Mm -hmm. And actually, Chase can get something in that because he gains experience yep. in that. And that's what I think AEW do really, really well, is they've got this group of guys that are like, we're the next phase of AEW. Once all the top stars are gone, mm -hmm. we're the next uh, set of top stars. Yeah. But we're on TV, and we're getting experience, and yep. we're getting our audience ready for us to be on top. Yeah. I love it. I, it's I perfect. It. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express also cut a promo before this, announcing that there's going to be two tag team battle royals. You might have missed off the promo at the end. With, oh, with li little old John Moxley. Yeah, at the end of that match. Do you know what? Yeah, all right, Pete. Let's, I, I, Pete, I'm, it's only your second time here, but um, I'll, we'll we'll do that bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, rewinding a little bit after kidding. the match. Yeah, you're right. We should have done this bit first. Yep. Uh, Danielson does a uh, promo saying that he wants an answer from John Moxley. He offered him a couple of weeks ago to join forces and and teach the next crop of talent, um, and he wants an answer right now. Moxley comes out and does indeed do an answer. Sort of. He doesn't give him a yes or a no. He said, well, I'm going to leave it up to you. He says he's never beaten Brian Danielson. So when he found out that Danielson was coming into AEW, he 
could finally get that win that he's never got against him. This is going back to WWE. This is going back to pre-WWE. This is going back to the indies way back when. And he said, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But I'm never going to stand alongside someone until I've bled with them in the ring. So Moxley versus Danielson at Revolution. And then they team up afterwards. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's probably what we're heading for, right? Is Moxley and Danielson beat the absolute snot out of each other. Yeah. Beat each other bloody at Revolution. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, Moxley's like, well, now I can trust you. Because like Moxley's argument is that, like, are you just trying to duck me? Yeah. You want to team with me because you don't want to fight me. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure I can be on the same side as someone with that aspect. So I did like Moxley being like, I can't think of a single reason to say no to this argument. Yeah. I believe... Um, I was listening to Going In Raw um, about this, and I believe that Moxley has beaten Danielson in the past. Oh, has he? I think Ambrose has got a win over Daniel Bryan uh, in I WWE. Mean, they beat the Shield beat No, I, I believe in a singles match. Even in singles, right? Yeah, I, I think there was like some screwy finish or something, but I believe that there is like a victory, but... Hmm. If they don't remember it, then I, I don't know why we're supposed to remember either. But um, I thought this was a great promo from Mox. I thought Danielson was awesome. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that Danielson wanted a yes or no answer. And Moxie yeah. essentially gave him the balls in your court now. Yeah. It's counter offer, count, like offer, counter offer sort of thing. I love yeah. this. And I think they're going to have a wicked match at Revolution. Can what I, a card, Revolution. I was just about to say, can we just talk about how flipping amazing I almost swore, but I didn't. You're welcome, Editor Vinny, editing the podcast, didn't swear. How good Revolution is shaping up to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, just uh, here's what we got off basically off the top of our heads, which is, it's Hangman Cole already. <sighs> Great. Yeah. Rosa Baker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Smegging, please. Yeah. I'm in for that. Moxley Danielson. Yes. Punk MJF in a dog <laughs> collar match. And then we got this triple threat tag team match. Mm-hmm. That um, Jurassic Express cut this promo saying there's going to be two battle royals, one next week, the one the following week. The winners of those battle royals are going to go into this triple threat thing. And yeah, it's probably going to be the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, which means it's the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express for the tag team titles. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. I'll have some of that. Yeah. And there's also the Face of the Revolution ladder match with Keith Lee and Wardlow in God, it. I actually forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Like, what a bloody card! And that's not even a full card yet. No. You know, like AEW, they'll stack another 10 matches onto this yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, of course, the, yeah. Before the night is out. Um, maybe, maybe even a second women's match. Steady on. Jesus, do you reckon Cargill would defend her belt? I'd love to see. I mean, yeah. Be nice, wouldn't it? Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and also, I figure as well, I mean, maybe this, we could save this for the main events. Mm. I'd said this, I think, last week or the, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe not now because they've got another triple threat on the card. Mm -hmm. But for the TNT title, yeah. Andrade, Sammy, and Darby. Mm -hmm. You can even make it a fatal four-way and put Matt in there. Sure. Yeah. I I personally would prefer to just see Andrade versus Sammy, I think. Now that Allen lost. Spoilers for the main yeah, event. I suppose he has beaten Allen, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it does make more sense for it just to be the singles. I think so. Yeah. I think Allen has like a grudge against Andrade and Matt Hardy, but the actual match is Andrade versus Sammy. And he doesn't have Maybe to be on the card. No. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Actually, now that he's got that loss, I think you, that makes more sense. But yeah, what an incredibly stacked oh, card Revolution is looking up to be. shaping up to be. Goodness me. Uh, we then got Wardlow versus Max Caster in a Face of the Revolution qualifying match. You'll never guess who won this. I can't believe Max Caster's going into the face. <laughs> no, of course Wardlow won. Uh, what I love about these Wardlow matches is we're seeing progression mm -hmm. in them. So 
okay, you cut back to a month ago, a few weeks ago, Wardlow squash matches were Wardlow squash matches. Yeah. You go in there, hit the powerbomb symphony, and put this foot on the ropes, there, and he would get the pin, right? Like yeah. that, that was the Wardlow squash match. But now he's facing guys that are already established on the roster. Mm-hmm. So last week against The Blade, this week's against Max Caster. And that means they get a bit more offense in on him. So he is still an unstoppable monster, but he is people who are higher up the card, people who have got a bit more uh, experience in AEW get more offense in on him. So the matches have got progression, which makes me excited to have him sit, like for him to be in a ladder match with a bunch of other guys that are either on his level or slightly below or slightly above. And I cannot wait for that stare down between him and Keith Lee because that's the moment, right? Yeah. Clear the ring. Yep, you got to. And then those two guys just go nose to nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whoever else is in the match comes in, they both get them up into a powerbomb, and they both do in- uh, synchronized powerbombs together. You got to do it. You got to do it, AEW. Come on. I, yeah, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Um, also, just before this match as well, we had a Keith Lee promo. All in for that. Keith Lee's More the best. Keith Lee, please. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I think other thing to touch on with this is that Max Caster cut his promo beforehand mm. and he did not reference Cody. No. Caster has been known to be the guy to be like, here's the controversial thing that's happened in the world of wrestling. Sure. sure. Oh! Yeah. It a thought. Max Caster would do something. Like, he mm-hmm. would make a reference to it. Yeah. Or we'd get a Dan Lambert promo. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, am I glad that feud is... <laughs> Is behind us now. That's gone, yeah. But like a Dan Lambert promo talking about how Cody isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Cody was removed from the intro. Yep. Um, he wasn't completely removed from their history, though, which I really like. No, of course not. Because they talked about the dog collar match, and they were like, you know, we've only had one in the past, and that was by Cody and Brody Lee. So they did reference him a couple of times on this show, but the fact that Max Caster didn't bring him up, and the fact that Dan Lambert hasn't cut a promo on this show when the mm-hmm. news is still at this peak... Yep. I think tells us that AEW are just, he is part of their history, Yep. but we are moving on. Yep. And I think that makes sense because I think I saw a report. This is going to be very vague. Don't quote me on this. I can't remember the source and I'm sorry for that. But I think I saw a report saying that Tony Khan and Cody had agreed to keep the vast majority of it private. Hmm. So don't expect him to just kind of, you know, everyone goes on a podcast if they leave a company and talk about their experience in the past company and all that stuff. They're basically saying, don't expect that from Cody because they've him and TK have just said like what's done is done it's an amicable split yes like I heard that there was like some frustrations and things like that totally yeah but they've agreed to pretty much they've done their statements about their time in the company and that's that classy stuff yes Uh, Britt Baker cut a promo with Mercedes Martinez ahead of her match with Thunder Rosa and then the lad from the Karate Kid walks in okay (laughs) yeah uh, I, I, you know, Melissa Joan Hart being at ringside, just said yeah. that she's a, a local resident. So I yeah. guess, I mean, like, is this guy a local resident too? It's like all of a sudden the lad from the Karate Kid is here. Yep. Like, I, you know, I, I, Cobra Kai, I believe, is a very popular show. I've not yeah. actually seen from, it. From what I've heard. But from what I've heard, it is a very, very good show. And people My dad really likes it. So oh, yeah. take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the lad from the Karate Kid's around. Yep. And he, and he almost factored into the match later. He got to say the words, no mercy. Yeah. Because that's the reference to the thing, you see. On the N64. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> Adam Page, the hanger, came out for a promo and Cole interrupts him immediately. Immediately. Adam Cole comes out here, 
talk about their history in Ring of Honor. They talk about their time in Bullet Club, talk about their friendship and Adam Cole being like, you know, you talk about my friends, like the Young Bucks and, and this and the other, but like the Young Bucks haven't said your name in, in months. I haven't had them say it since I got here. And hey, where's the Dark Order? You haven't been seen with them for a long time, which I'm glad that they referenced as well because, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't really been around. Right. They haven't been since the Danielson feud started. And... Cole was here to kind of lead us into a full sense of security, which is that he was putting over Paige and saying, like, I can't wait to have this match because you've had some wars with Danielson, with Omega to win the belt, and that last week's match with uh, Lance Archer. So good, friendly competition. I'm glad that it's you. Shake of the hands. And then who should blindside Hangman Page? And I'd actually thought during the promo, oh, we haven't seen Red Dragon for a while, have we? <laughs> and I know it's because Kyle's on paternity leave. Yeah. But even then I was like, I haven't seen Red Dragon mm. for a while. I wonder when Kyle is coming back. And would you, Adam and Eve, it? They bloody did here. They came in and they started battering uh, Hangman Page. And Cole's promo was so convincing that I thought he was going to run back and stop them from beating him up. Yep, so and did then, I. And then he just joined in the beating up as well. I was like, you dick, Cole. Yep. I believed you. Yep. This is why Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers going. Because... Every word he says in every promo, I 100% believe it. He's so convincing with everything he says. Whether he's being a cocky, arrogant heel, or he's trying to be a bit more babyface-ish. Everything that he says, I believe him. Which is why he's such a good character to be a manipulator. Mm-hmm. Because he's you believe that he could manipulate people. He's, oh, he's so good. And him just saying, no, I've got, got nothing but love and respect for you, Hangman. I'm so glad that you're the champion, and I'm so glad that we're going to have... Because when we have our match, no shenanigans, one-on-one. It's just going to be me and you for the belt, like it always is. I am going to win. I am the better Adam. You will always be known as the other Adam. And he kind of, like, has some digs at him, but it was never, like, I'm the out-and-out heel. Yuck, 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 yuck. You know, it was it was none of that. He was just, like, put it there. We're going to have a great match. And then, yeah, joined in on the heel beatdown because he's the worst. <laughs> It was such a good Love promo. It. Can you imagine being that person on Twitter being like, AEW, I've missed, really misused Adam Cole. <laughs> Can you imagine being that person? In in the nicest possible way. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> we actually got another backstage segment with these lads as well. Mm. Because like... Oh, I, I think I love this more than the promo. Oh right? my God, this, this is good. This segment has so much to it. So, you had Adam Cole standing in the middle. You had the Young Bucks on one side of him. You had Red Dragon on the other side of him. And Cole's there being like, ha, 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 look how great this is. My plan is coming together beautifully. Because not only am I going to beat Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship, Switchblade Jay White is going to beat up Trent Beretta on Rampage. I'm going to be facing Dark Orders 10. This is going to be great. We're standing tall. <laughs> and then the Young Bucks are just being like, and we'll win uh, one of the Battle Royals. And then Red Dragon will be like, and we'll win the other one. So where have you been? And Kyle's like, I've actually just been picking up my Father of the Year trophy. <laughs> And Matt Jackson's response to this was, I've got two kids. <laughs> and Nick's Jackson's response was, I've got three kids. <laughs> and Cole's like, guys, 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 all of your children are beautiful. <laughs> I love that. You've all got beautiful children. I love that. But I actually, so I'll speak about the little bit that came down to this, which was such mm. a good ending. Yep. When Adam Cole was talking about him facing off against Hangman Page for the title and how he's going to be him for the title. Mm-hmm. The faces on the Young Bucks was a was a real look of, I don't know if I want you to win. Mm-hmm. Because hang, like the Young Bucks were integral mm-hmm. to Adam Page winning the belt. Yep. He forgave them. 
And in turn, they also forgave him. Yep. So they are now in conflicted positions where they're like, well, we're loyal to Adam Cole, but are we friends with Hangman again? We mm -hmm. don't really know where we stand on this. And right at the start, you heard Red Dragon say, where were you guys in that beatdown of Hangman? Why weren't you there? And they said, oh, well, you know, beating up Hangman, it's like beating a dead horse at this point. But it's because they like him. Yeah, like, right? Oh, man, this is so good. And then at the end of this, uh, you know, the Young Bucks say we're going to win. The Red Dragons say they're going to win. And they walk off in separate directions. And Cole is left standing in the middle. He looks to one side and he looks to the other and he doesn't know which way he's going to go. And then Brandon Cutler, like the big knob that he is, goes, which way are you going to go, Adam? <laughs> Shut up, Brandon. Shut Turn up, off the camera. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> oh, my word. And this is something I hadn't actually considered. Because mm -hmm. I think we've a lot of us have been talking about you know, what this means for the breakup of the, this, you know, fractioning within the elite yep. of Cole going with Red Dragon, Undisputed Era and all this sort of stuff. What does that mean for the Young Bucks? Ah, well, when Kenny Omega comes back, mm -hmm. you can then do Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Yeah. What if it's Hangman? And Could it's be. the Young Bucks and Hangman against Cole and Red Dragon. So here's some, here's some fantasy booking for you. Right on quick. me. A revolution. It's Adam v. Adam. And what is this? What culture? Mm, funny. Thanks, mate. Earlier in the night, I reckon that it's going to be Dresk Express, Young Bucks, Red Dragon in the Triple Threat. And I think that the Young Bucks and Red Dragon are going to cost each other. Yeah, cancel each other out of the match, yep. basically. And Dresk Express are going to be able to retain. So I think that when it comes to the main event, Red Dragon are going to interfere on Adam Cole's behalf. And the Young Bucks are going to beat up Red Dragon and they're going to cost Adam Cole. They're going to, maybe intentionally or unintentionally, I they will cost Adam Cole the match against Hangman. Knowing the way that AEW have done that in the past, it will look as ambiguous as possible. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking, you know when at Crown Jewel, when Hangman threw the title mm -hmm. in, but it was like directly between I mean, I haven't watched uh, it, but yeah. Reigns and, um, and Lesnar? Yeah. Dude, it was like the perfect slide in of the belt because mm -hmm. like, I don't know who he slid that to. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that could be, that's really good, in fact. Mm. Speaking of really it. good... Chris Jericho and Jake Hager took on Santana and Ortiz with the return of WrestleTalk Podcast's best mate, Eddie Smegging Kingston. I love him. I love him so much. He's great. His music hits and this crowd went ballistic mm -hmm. for the return of Kingston. He looked amazing as he was walking down to the ring, this biggest smile on his face in the corner of Santana and Ortiz. Oh my God, I loved it. And then... I have dogged on Jericho a lot on this podcast mm -hmm. because I don't think he is as good as he once was. Yes. I We had an ultra chat in. I for, I'm so sorry that I forget whoever sent this in and I don't credit you for this because I think it's the perfect way to describe him. When Jericho was in All Elite Wrestling, when it first started, he was the big fish in the small pond. Yep. That pond has now outgrown him and he is the same size, but the pond is massive. And so Jericho was, feels like oddly placed within All Elite Wrestling, right? And I don't know if he is aware of this or like how he feels about this sort of thing. I don't think he'll ever be in the main events ever again. Nor should he. Nor should he. He went out of his way in this match to make Santana and Ortiz look incredible. Jericho took the pin mm -hmm. in this match. That does not happen often. No. And I thought, well, that's what... That's what Swagger's there for, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Jake Hager is there so he can take the pin because, yeah, he's undefeated in MMA, but also no one gives a crap about Jake Hager. Now, it was Jericho that took the pin. He did get to kick out a street sweeper, which is, you know, I think that's a good way to protect Jericho. 
and in the end he distracted himself by beating up like attacking eddie kingston on the uh the apron and then he goes to do the judas effect santana ducks and ortiz hits him turns around hit with the discus clothesline and santana pins him that was awesome such a good match yeah. i the thing is i i was i was enjoying it and i was like yeah this is a good match quite enjoying this this is nice got to a point where he had the walls of jericho in or the lion tamer had that in that spot by the way just to set that up so santana goes down onto oh, yeah. all fours to do like you know uh, hardy boys like poetry motion style things ortiz does the the, the step off and cannonballs Jericho grabs him in the cannonball and then drops him into the line tamer. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Really, really good spot. And when it got to that spot and it was him reaching out for the ropes, facing Eddie Kingston, and Kingston was screaming at him to not give up and get to the ropes, get to the ropes. Eddie Kingston is so good at portraying emotion and making you feel something when you're watching it that I then cared more about this because kingston was showing that level of emotion and he's like no you can you can do it you can reach the ropes do not give up do not go come on you're so close and he eventually like just made it to the ropes and it was kingston screaming at him that distracted jericho which is what made him attack him on the apron which then cost jericho the match lovely stuff um but yeah that spot was so good it it, it genuinely made me feel and that's the point of wrestling it's the point like of art right? Like it, right yeah and oh it was so good yeah i love santana's intensity in this match so good like sold the story really really well made me like no piss off jericho like you i've had enough of your s you know yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up and it, it sold it really really good but this is great jericho and eddie brawled after the match as well which is that's another match for revolution right there is jericho versus kingston yes, uh, to add to our already stacked card yes, like it's please. you know it may be a shame that santana and ortiz don't get to be on the card like they're just in eddie's corner but dude i think that santana and ortiz are your next aew tag team champions i would love that i don't i was gonna say maybe they win one of the battle royals i don't know if i'd want that I, yet yeah that, that's yeah okay you know finish your point and I'll, I'll bring it yeah on. because i'd like them to see the uh, win a battle royal and maybe win the tag titles i wouldn't want them to win a battle royal if they're not going to win the belts mm-hmm and I wouldn't want them to win the Battle Royal if it would derail other possible stories that they've got. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I was good. Like, there's every chance we know we are thinking it's going to be uh, Red Dragon, Young Bucks, and Jurassic Express. That seems mm. like the most likely route. But there is every chance that those two cancel each other out in the Battle Royal. 100%, right? And then it's just Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. You can have Bucks Dragon versus Red Dragon as another match on the card. As just a match on the card. Oh, and, my God. And two other tag teams, say, like a, uh, a Proud and Powerful, win one of the Battle Royals, right? Yeah. Totally. Like Kings of the Black Throne, you know, or whatever you yeah. need to sort of like do that as your triple threat tag team match. Like it might be just a really nice red herring for us. Mm. But I think it probably is going to be the Bucks and Red Dragon, but we'll certainly see. But I do think that, yeah, Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz are going to be the people to down th- uh, to dethrone Jurassic Express and win those tag belts. I hope so. Uh, speaking of amazing matches, crikey, this this card, when you look up and down this show, is just so stacked good. from top to bottom. Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. Now, like Moriarty versus Danielson was my match of the night, but this was my most anticipated match going in mm-hmm. because I absolutely adore Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And I love Mercedes Martinez. And I've I wasn't the highest on their DQ finish that they did on mm. TV, uh, on Rampage, but it did make me want to see the follow-up match, and I was right really glad that it was on Dynamite. So that, you know, I think that's yeah. a win. Also, I watched Thunder Rosa's match with Athena, the former Ember Moon. Mm. Oh man, it's good. Oh, uh, dude, it's good. That was in Chicago, right? Um, I actually can't remember where it was. But it was Warrior Wrestling. Tempest was there. Was he really? Yeah, Tempest was in attendance was for that he show. Really? Yeah, because he went to Chicago for Valentine's Day so we could see his lady partner, huh. and they went and watched Warrior Wrestling. Did and I was they like, really? Huh? 
That's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Great match. Though. Yeah, that's what like, he said. Dude, it was... I, I've, I've only watched on the catch-up, and I basically I bought the pay-per-view and then just skipped to the end so I could watch that mm. match. There's actually a lot of stuff on that show I'd really want to watch, but really what I wanted to watch was, um, uh, was Rosa and Athena, and hot dang, it was good. Like, it was the perfect match for your first match out of being released from WWE yeah. to show everyone this is what they missed. Yeah, totally. And, oh, man, it was so, so great. And this match... Speaking of people that have left WWE and looking to make a statement, just that. I thought Mercedes was great in this match. I thought mm-hmm. Rosa was awesome in this match. They had a bit of trouble with the table at the start of this, where they, the table sort of had already collapsed, but they mm-hmm. made it work. I thought it was yeah. some really good in, in, improvisation on the fly. Yeah. And the fisherman's like busted through that table was Ooh. brutal. Uh, I loved Rosa whipping Martinez into the barricade. And it, the barricade just went with them, and it just <laughs> fell backwards. And Martinez just went, Whoa! and just sort of went with it. It yeah. was like really, really cool. And I also loved Mercedes Martinez's spider German suplex that she did oh, out yes. in the corner. That was Thunder Rosa so... folded in half from that. Oh man, it was so great. I thought Rosa's outfit was great, like her Game of Death Kill Bill outfit, mm-hmm. and they just kicked the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Rosa hit the, the Thunder Driver on the pile of chairs for the win. She broke her ass in half doing that move. And after the match, Rosa picks Martinez up as a sign of respect, being mm-hmm. like, like, I know you were brought into this company to take me out, but you really, you know, you stood your own yeah. in that match and I was the better woman on the day. So out comes the Doctor with Hater and with Reba. Mm-hmm. And... Breaker walks down to ringside. She passes Melissa Joan Hart and she goes straight for the Karate Kid guy. Mm-hmm. And Karate Kid, again, says, No Mercy was the best wrestling game on the N64. <laughs> and Baker gets into the ring and she hands Martinez the pipe mm-hmm. to beat up Rosa some more. But Martinez's pauses for just that fraction too long for Baker's liking. Mm-hmm. So they all beat up Mercedes Martinez. Jamie Hater pounced on her. What I was going to say, actually, I don't think it was Baker's call to beat up oh, Martinez. Oh, you think it was just a hater thing? It was hater because... And I think Baker was like, that makes sense. She hesitated too long. She wasn't going to beat her up. So she went with it. But it was hater that took the initiative. Oh, that's good. Mm. I hadn't... Yeah, I hadn't figured that. But yeah, I think you might be onto something. Yeah, there. because, yeah, Martinez took the pipe and she was kind of looking like, I don't really want to do this. And then hater yeah. just pounced, just smashed her in the back of the head and they just both just beat them both up from there. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, and I said, are they going to have Martinez side with Rosa? And I was like, oh, damn, they did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, great. Um, yeah, really, really good. Hater attacks Martinez. Hater Martinez is a match I really want to see. That sounds like a bunch of fun. Uh, and I'm curious to see whether it's going to be like a, uh, not, not necessarily a tag team, but like a partnership between Rosa and Martinez. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I think that's a Rampage match right there, which mm. is like Rosa and Martinez versus Hater and Reba to set up the Baker match for Revolution. Sure, yeah. Or, you know, it's just part of that Baker match leading into i think that's, that's a really really fun tag match absolutely which you know is kind of what tempest was talking about mm-hmm. with his factions video that he was doing is 100%. that like when you have women in factions and you have factions with multiple members there are lots of different matches you can do around that that further the story because people are connected to it yeah it's a very very good video by uh, by our tempo mm. to Yu-Gi-Oh. So check it out on parts fun nine it's over on parts fun nine um, some people in the chat were very upset that we weren't calling the Karate Kid man by his name, so <laughs> I'm going to make it a point to not call him by his name now. Mm. The Karate Kid lad. <laughs> I hope that they bring in the other Karate Kid lads, uh-huh. the actual main Karate Kids, yeah. to, like, he can be the backup for Rosa and Martinez. That'd be funny. Against yeah. against the baddie yeah. from Karate well, Kid. Well, technically, if they were going to do that that way, then they'd have to bring in Mr. Miyagi, which... Well, that's not... yeah, yeah. well no, that's what I mean. You can bring yeah. in the, uh, the, the, the other one, the younger yeah, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that young guy the from young that guy. from that movie. Yeah, you know? from that movie view well. <laughs> I I mean I am a uh, I'm a, a unique snowflake in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm a man in my mid to late thirties and. I think I like the Cry Kid, but I was never like I think the Cry Kid is a great movie, mm, like really it good. Is. But I don't have the childhood nostalgia for it, right? Because I I'd rent it, but I never owned it on video, so like I don't have the same nostalgic childhood love I do for the Cry Kid the same way I do for the Goonies mm-hmm. or Indiana Jones or anything like this, like you know Spielberg stuff. But like my cousin, uh, our Chris, he, like Cry Kid was his film. He. <laughs> Reagan loves Karate Kid, and like, and his son now uh, loves the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. like, and they both love Cobra Kai and this that and That's the other. Awesome. It is really really rad, but yeah, Karate Kid, an amazing movie. And then our main event, we also got Jay White cutting a promo, should say, just promoting his match with Trent on Rampage. Dead looking forward to that. Brief with the Switchblade, good fun. And then our main event was Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship, and. Yeah, I'm just going to echo what that Ultra Chat said earlier. You talk about two of the four pillars of this company. You talk about like a future main event for that AEW World Championship. These two just, every time they step into the ring with each other, it's just awesome. It's just really great. Dude, when we got to this main event, I'd forgotten that this was on the card. And I was like, wait, what's the main event of the show again? Yeah. And then they came out because the show was already so stacked. I was like, what, can, what do they possibly have lined up? To be the main event of the show that could top what they've already had in the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. A brilliant match. Yeah. Of course. How could I forget? Um, the dueling chance at the start of this match. Let's go, Darby. Let's go, Sammy. I was like, that is exactly what you want. Isn't for it? a babyface versus babyface match. For two of your four pillars of the company. For the crowd to be so equally split between both of these guys. Oh, it's just, isn't it wonderful yeah. when things go to when things go to plan? And then they have this incredible match, because of course they do. They're yeah. so smooth with each other. And then there's this moment when Darby does a tope to the outside, <sighs> and Sammy catches him with a cutter to the floor. like So perfectly timed. Incredible scenes. And like, Alan does not do his dive slowly. There's a bullet dive. Zoom, straight out, and he just caught him. Bang. Straight into a car. Oh. Um, and then the finish of this match saw Jose the assistant get into a bit of a scuffle with Sting. That distracted the referee. And then Andrade El Idolo broke a tablet over Darby Allen's face, who sold it brilliantly, by he the way. Did. Like he just sort of collapsed, like folded over while he was up on the top turnbuckle or the middle turnbuckle or whatever. And then Sammy uses that to hit the GTH on him for the win. Matt Hardy runs down afterwards and starts brawling with Darby, like beating him up because they can't sign him. And Sammy makes the save. Mm-hmm. Sammy starts attacking Matt Hardy to grab him. And then Andrade cracks him with the tablet, grabs both belts, and poses with them. I think you are absolutely bang on the banana that it's just the singles match. Mm-hmm. I'd worked myself into the shoot that it was going to be a triple threat. I think it makes more sense now than you said mm-hmm. it to be the singles match. Andrade versus Sammy. I am here for. Yeah, 100%. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of like Darby Allen, Sting, Matt Hardy, Andrade Hardy family office feud not necessarily on revolution but like on subsequent dynamites and things to keep that plate spinning but i think the actual andrade feud is now going to be with sammy yeah i, right. I think that dude, it makes a lot of sense yeah because that's what he said like that's his way to get to derby mm. is by winning that tnt championship yeah so yeah i, I think this is really good i do question why uh, sammy still has both belts i wrote exactly that i was like do do we should just have one belt now like, it would have made sense if when Cody won the belt, he went back to the red strap. Yeah. And so he... Because everyone's had their version of the TNT mm-hmm. title, right? Yeah. So I would, if 
Cody had brought back the the classic red and silver mm-hmm. TNT title, and that's what he's holding, the original, like Cody's version of it. And but they're both the same belt. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Isn't it? I just think you may as well just have one of them now, because mm-hmm. he's not like announced as like the undisputed. No, he's just the he's the TNT champion. Yep. I think it's cumbersome to have both belts. It's extra, yeah. it's extra weight for Sammy to carry through airports. It also looks a bit stupid when he's got both rounds. Because they his look waist. the same. Yeah, it yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Overall, though, what, what a sh- what a show, man! What a show. What a run! Like Dynamite is on at the moment, and like they didn't have anything like super out there. They didn't have you know a world title match. They didn't have shock debut. They didn't have any of that stuff. This yep. was just a really good show. Yeah. They just packed it with their talent and put on some bloody good matches. And that's, you know, some of AEW's detractors will say that AEW can only do good shows when they do um, the surprises or Mm -hmm. returns or this, that, and the other. And I think this is the sort of show that proves that, dude, they can just put on banging shows with just the roster that they have. Yeah. And, man, I think it's a roster that's flourishing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pay-per-view that is going to be awesome on paper. This company has got an incredible talent for making banging pay-per-view cards that are always different from the previous pay-per-view card. It's absolutely wonderful yep. to see. It's amazing. Uh, I haven't got the uh, poll loaded into the back end, but I can tell you the results for it. Uh, what would you have scored this, by the way? Uh, five out of five, easy. Easily so. And uh, it's in agreement with you. Once again, 55% said this was a five out of five show. 32% said this was a four out of five show with three, uh, sorry, 8% saying it was a three out of five show. I can understand if people weren't super keen on like the finish of the show being a distraction finish. Yeah. Like, I, like, I understand. Or, you know, like a, a brawl, like brawls ending both things because you had a yeah. brawl in the, the hangman segment, you had a brawl at the end of this, you had a brawl at the end of Rosa mm-hmm. Martinez. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. get that. I, I understand. But personally for me, that doesn't detract from it too much because yeah. bloody good wrestling, innit? Bloody great wrestling. I thought it was a terrific show. And yeah. you know what else is terrific, Pete? What's that? Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk is the place to be for incredible bonus wrestling content. Yesterday, we posted up the Team Danuk Mailbag Show, where we answer your mailbag questions, in which Denise talks about, um, well, I was about to say she talked about feet. She doesn't quite talk about feet, but um, <laughs> the topic of her feet did come up at one point. Oh, she, no. Well, she's got new slippers, so we talked about slippers. Um, we also talked about what you wouldn't do for a million pounds. And me and Denise got into a heated argument over whether we'd eat a plate of poo for a million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I know, which side of the argument were you on? It's a million pounds, Exactly. Feet. Thank you, Luke. It's a million pounds. It's a million pounds. And Denise was like, oh, I want to spoil on the company. She's like, oh, yeah, that's so well. Think about your medical bills. I was like, I thought I was a pay medical bill, Denise. <laughs> oh, that sweet-ass NHS and a million pounds in my back pocket. <laughs> in fact, so I'm going to give that million pounds and fund the NHS because our government certainly isn't. Mic drop. Anyway, anyway. there's also Fan Quizlemania tonight. 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 With... You know Quizlemania, that show that you really like? You can play. You! You watching! You can play in it! If you go to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, that's tonight with Andy and Ollie. They're both going to be uh, running the show tonight. And also we've got WrestleTalk Extra of No Way Out 2009 tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 7am GMT, which means if you're in America, you basically get it at midnight. Uh, yeah, depending if you're in Mountain Time Zone or 
Pacific. Get it very early in the morning. But yeah, uh, Myron and Ollie's review of No Way Out 2009. That is the one where Edge loses and wins a title on the mm. same night in two different chamber matches. A lot of fun to dive into that. And if you're part of our $25 and above pay grade, then you get a shout out and a special wrestling name like these fine folks, the overstepper, James Nepper. I mean, no, we're not, we're not clapping. clapping. I nearly went I, to. I was going to clap and then I was, I was like, wait, we have the music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. It's, it's a big claim. It is a big claim. A baker's dozen, nine of 13. All-star, Chuck Turner. Andy Datsun's fetish, Timothy King. I did not come up with Speaking that name. Speaking of Denise's feet. <laughs> I, I, I did that just to throw you off. Yep. The venerable Jesse Venable. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. The Incredible Tarzo. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the Thursday, 17th of February, 2022 episode of AEW Dynamite, Patreon, Pledgehammers, Patreon, the Pim Particle, Terry Hankamer. Nailed it. Thank you all so much for being our Patreon Pledgehammers. We bloody love you. Let's get into your Ultra Chat or Omega Chats, as I believe it's they Omega are. It's Omega Chats for AEW, isn't it? It is indeed. Though he's not been around for a while. Scent of a Wookiee says, I'm an absolute marvel at MJF's character work. He looked like he dropped one of his kayfabe layers in sheer terror, and I loved it. Side note, is Ortiz a black metal fan? Two of his latest face paints have strongly resembled Demonaz and Abath of Immortal. I always, tell thought, you. I always thought it was a Baseball Furies thing, personally. I could be massively wrong on that, but that was kind of my read on it. Who knows? Uh, Jay Hauler, much like there was Bison dollars, we need MJF dollars as soon as possible. Bisonopolis. Um, I mean, really, we need Punk dollars. He was the one that said the line. Mm. Charles Berg, as the resident dog guy here, I am into a dog collar match stip. MJF can even learn some fun new tricks, like heal or play dead. Jokes aside, I am looking forward to it. Very fun show all around. Jericho also looked a lot leaner. He did. Rosa versus Martinez was dope. They were putting that over on commentary. Mm. That like Jericho was looking in real good shape. And he he was. Fair play to him. Steven Guzman, the best thing about Kingston feud is he is an amazing babyface, but such a flawed one. In this feud, CM Punk and Mox, they all had things to counter him with. I hope Jericho brings Eddie uh, brings up Eddie trying to make Penta and Ray feud as a way to show Eddie's hypocrisy. I love Eddie and I'm pulling for him against Jericho, but what makes him so interesting at times is that he can be delusional. I love it. Love that analysis. That's real good. Uh, I'll hot tag over. Absolutely. Uh, Plan R said, uh, Danielson hit a Regal plex last night. William Regal to AEW confirmed. What kind of champion doesn't have their championship on them at all times? So... Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, Peter Quinnell. I, I forgot that I was presenting the news this morning. Oh, so Pete, I left it in Pete, the office. Pete, Pete. I mentioned this on the news episode. Pete, Luke. Pete, Pete. So I left oh, it in the, the office. Oh, the shoes on the other foot now, isn't it, Peter Quinnell? Oh, when I'm champion, I'll have the belt on my shoulder at all times. Not like that, there, Luke. He constantly takes it off him and leaves it on the floor, so he does. Not me, the pet. I'll always have it on me. At least I left it on the windowsill in the office and not on the floor in the studio. It's safer in here. It's doubly <laughs> locked. 
Uh, Kevin. Peep, peep, peep. I, I didn't realise I was printing the news this I'm morning. Not, am right? I not done with this? I'm not done with this. I just... <laughs> I forgot, all right? I forgot I was doing the news. Oh, oh pet. So you, have to, you, know, you have to take the belt back and forth from home in the studio. <laughs> I, know, I know, Pete. I know you do. I know, Pete. I'm saying for the viewers, not you. you I gave, care about your opinion. You gave me grief for it. I did. <laughs> Kevin says, uh, I may be wrong, but I think this is the first time that Brian came out of the heel tunnel. Also, some fans wanted Brian versus Mox. Some wanted Brian with Mox. AEW said, gotcha, guys, <laughs> and delivered with probably both. I love it. I love that Mox's promo isn't just words. He meant it. Most of the guys he has teamed with in the past are guys he fought before. Eddie, Penta, Phoenix, Pac, Darby, Archer. Those two can do some really good work together. Oh, Kevin, that's such a good point. That's great. Sorry said, uh, was this the match when a uh, wider crowd finally realized how insanely great Lee Moriarty is? Brian made him look like a million bucks before killing him. And is now too early to start waiting for a healthy Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews match. Pure fire. I really do miss Kenny. Mm, I really miss him on TV. You know, we said this last week about missing the Bucks on TV. Yeah. I proper miss Omega being on TV. Yeah, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Nate S said, uh, Rosa Martinez had an amazing match. Uh, she fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia. Another lesser known, never get involved in a no DQ match with Thunder Rosa. Hardcore legend. She also made that classic mistake of putting a lot of chairs in the ring. Mm. As soon as Rose, as soon as Martinez started to do that, I was like, "Oh mate, I, your head is going straight into all of them." Fatal error. Uh, legit underboss said uh, the red one was retired and given to negative one in regards to the TNT belt. Um, yes, I, I think that is absolutely fair. Yes. Um, I just think that Cody could have had his own design. Yes, totally. Like yeah. everyone else has. Mm-hmm. I think Cody could have had, you know. Not like the original one, but it's only his own version of it. Are you implying, Luke, that they didn't think through <laughs> Cody's title win? And they had two belts. Crazy. Uh, Cody, let's get on to this. 8-Bit Archer said, Cody going back to WWE seems a little incongruous, considering a lot of what he said was wanting to achieve and create what he had left previously. I'm not exactly sure what WWE will provide differently. Also, Ollie suddenly has a beef with Zack Sabre Jr. now. <laughs> he did an impression of Zack Sabre Jr. in the, in the news. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it because Eddie Kingston looks like Zack Sabre Jr. now Ollie doesn't like him? He's, he did. He tried to do an impression of him because he was saying that that spot in the Danielson thing, he was like, even that would have left Zack Sabre Jr. being like, all right, mate, what's this? And it was like proper rubbish. It was great. That's superb. Yeah, though, I mean, we talked about this on uh, the Tuesday Raw episode of like, I know there are people that are going like, oh, it's a work. Like our poll was 50% it's a work. There are people like, maybe he's going to go buy Ring of Honor. He's going to buy NWA. Like Sean was very clear on Fightful. This is not a work. No. And it's got nothing to do with Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. And there have now been so many reports that he is heading back to WWE. I agree with you though, 8-Bit Archer. It feels so bizarre Mm. because he has spent the last eight nearly 10 years really since he left in like 2015 or wherever it was flying the flag for independent wrestling Mm -hmm. and saying that there can be more than just one company at the top of this game so there is clearly a lot to this yeah i also think that you know cody is a smart man and kind of the same with kevin owens he's got a family Mm -hmm. and he wants to be able to provide for that family make a lot of money in the process and provide a really good life for for his kid and if wwe is the place that's going to provide you with that level of cash then hell yeah well and i, I don't begrudge him for doing that whatsoever huh? I, I mean I, i've said before i am i would be disappointed 
to see him go back because yeah. he has been that flag bearer for so long. And, you know, I love that everything he's done in giving us all elite wrestling. But I would never begrudge a man for, for doing that to provide for their family. No, no, not at all. Absolutely. 2K Amal said, Cody may have got a mixed reception from the AEW crowd, but at least there's a reaction every time he comes out. Does anyone think he'll get no reception from a WWE crowd after a few months? Also, if he just wanted to get the money, just join the Andrade Hardy family office. They've got no money. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a very good point. Like, apathetic WWE crowd. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what I'm hoping for. I hope that this lights a fire under WWE and makes them do something real good. Yeah, you'd hope, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, here's the thing, is that (laughs) the reports are that Vince et al are like, and the locker room have seen this as a massive victory for Mm. WWE. As well they should. Yeah, This is a massive, massive win for WWE. They've got one of the co-founders of the competition one of the guys who just held their secondary top title, one of their main events, one of their main guys, to go and sign for them. Mm. That is a huge win for WWE. 100%. They should be waving the flag of victory. But they keep telling us it's not competition. So, which is it? Yeah. Either this is nothing. Because if you're signing someone from someone who isn't a competition, then it's not a big signing at all. Yeah. But if you're and like, it's a, it's a cool signing. Cody was there in the past, yeah, and now totally. he's back after a break. That's cool. You've had people like that, like Drew McIntyre, who've gone nowhere after he left WWE and then reinvented himself and came back. Wow, he's better now. You could do that with Cody if you wanted to. But the point of getting him is, is the AEW founder, right? Because you, because they are competition. I yeah. think this is like they have always towed the line of they're not competition. Like YouTube is our competition or TikTok or whatever it's a competition they, they said yeah. on a previous investors call. Bullshit, mate. Mm. This is guaranteeing you they are they are competition and they've always seen them as such. The war is still alive. And I love that. Um, and I, I think they should have considered them as competition from the get-go. Yes. Which they clearly have. Double Beef Gaming said, What's up, guys? I thought Dynamite was really good last night. Good to see Keith Lee cut a promo to keep his momentum going. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think AEW will be okay without Cody for a while. More TV time for new and underused talent i think that'll be all right for the future really i don't think that's an unpopular opinion not at all don't mind me i'm at work says hello gents we all know that three hours for a show is too long and we don't want to ruin the one hour rampage but what do you think about this thursday night thunder tape it at daily's place to add more stories and build up rampage with a hotter lead no no that is we've already got dark and dark elevation that is all that'll be yep uh, Kimchi Cowboy, something I haven't seen news reporting regarding Cody. Dustin posted on Twitter he is happy to stay with AEW and isn't going anywhere. Very interesting. Love from Kazakhstan. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. No, Dustin was like, he's like I like being here. And I'm staying here. Makes sense. Uh, Jack Nichols, uh, loved your email, by the way, mm. uh, said, I'm loving the Brian Moxley stuff. Also, I could watch Sammy and Darby wrestle every day. Take care, lads. Have a great weekend. Thank you, you too. Raul L has been a member for five months that just says, I'm Gorg. I wish that were true. Is uh, Do you think he's winning? No. No. Zach Robinson has been a member for 10 months in a row to say 10 months baby pete my last two pay-per-view predictions for wrestle league haven't been added and i'm not listed in the standings can you look into this please message us on patreon yep. message me on patreon because i will forget 
Mang says, uh, the guy with a big push is out of a pay-per-view before Mania, and now someone who everybody likes come in as a replacement. Sock Puppet Sully Mania is coming. By the way, what a banging episode of Dynamite. Every segment makes me go, oh, that, this, that's Revolution Match of the Night right there. What a bloody show. What a show, right? What a show Revolution's going to be. Mayor of Painsville Dan said, Hey Luke, hey Pete, I'm, uh, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for being such great dudes. Also, oh my God, the Chip and Dale trailer. Oh my God, oh my God. The flipping Cody news overshadowed what might be the second best trailer after Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, sorry, Luke, we're really out of time to talk about this. We've got to wrap this up <laughs> Already overrun. Christ, we've still got loads of chats to get through. Yep. Um, it is an amazing trailer, though. Someone yeah. messaged me being like, why do they make all of my childhood cartoons sad? I was like, have you watched that trailer and your takeaway from this is like, man, that's a sad trailer. <laughs> Uh, nickname took forever has been a member for 10 months in a row and has got no comments IBB says hey lads hope everyone is well question do you want Kenny if healthy to return at the pay-per-view I would love it as a post-match save but I think the match itself needs to end clean Kenny and Hangman reuniting it's a beautiful ending to revolution I crave I think Kenny shouldn't return at the pay-per-view because now I fantasy booked my own thing that I like more which is that you have Red Dragon come out to attack uh, Hangman. Young Bucks come out and attack Red Dragon. They both go for so it's just Adam Cole and Hangman. Hangman wins clean-ish after that. And then you can have Red Dragon and Adam Cole versus Young Bucks, kind of maybe with Hangman involved. And then Kenny comes back to reunite with Young Bucks. And then it's like, oh my God, what side is he going to be on, etc. I mean, that could be your... Uh, your double or nothing like yeah. one of your signature double or nothing matches is once Kenny is back is Kenny and the Bucks versus uh, Undisputed Era <laughs> please uh, Mod Mother says Pete didn't you give Andy crap yesterday for not using this doc and today you forgot you were presenting the news didn't you use the Google sheet that I made hardest working man in the office I did check the Google sheet. <laughs> we you went know, through it yesterday on a meeting, Pete. Do you know when I we checked we looked at next week's and, schedule no, and we looked at this week because we went over this weekend yeah, this weekend. Not, it's on the same not Thursday. It's on the same bit, Pete. <laughs> we were looking at the weekend days, all right? We were looking at Elimination Chamber. I, I did check the Google sheet at like nine o'clock this morning after I should have started doing the news at about seven. Uh, Kevin Cruz said, it's good to see Pete happy reviewing a great episode of NXT 2.0 and AEW not having to defend his championship. Any more talk about the AEW reviews on a poll match between LIW and Luke and Ollie? In progress, maybe. Alistair Hollenby says, hey guys, just had a thought. Cody needs the world to think that he is turning his back on AEW, so when he suddenly comes back in a surprise entrance in the casino ladder match, everyone goes, yay, he came back to us, just food for thought. It is quite as, I mean, do you know what? Like, Abyss was going through, like, talks with WWE about leaving TNA and going mm -hmm. towards, like, and signing with WWE for a match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, they were in heavy discussion, and it was, like, almost pen to paper, and then, and it was all done as a way to work WWE and make TNA feel like the bigger deal. Backfired on them massively because no one cared. Mm, yeah. But it was a, you know, they went, so it's there's precedent that it could happen. I think that we are trying too hard to figure out what the work is here when the more likely scenario is it's just a shoot, brother. Yeah, and I, I don't know how that would go down, honestly. If Cody does come back... I don't know if people would be like, oh, he chose AEW. What a great guy. I think people would be like, why'd you do that? He has a long way to go yeah. to get back. Um, 
And IBB lastly says, what if Yuta, Garcia and Moriarty came down to the Ring of Revolution to help Mox win? Mox can say, I don't need you to teach violence. They've done such a good job uh, that whatever avenue they go down, I know I'll love it. Mox, Brian Faction is OP. I yeah. love it. Love the idea of all of this. Uh, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Big thank you to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Please do click the link in the video description down below. Support Rest Talk. Support each other. Support yourself. BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Click the link. Get 10% off your first month using our promo code wrestle um, your mental health is very very important to yourself it's important to us we want you to get the best help possible it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it is proper therapy done online you'll be uh it's well, available worldwide you get your therapist in just under 48 hours a fabulous service Now, I uh, got an email from Jack. Jack mm. Nichols, you may remember, who emailed in last yes, week. I do remember. Uh, with regards to... Was it on Monday? <laughs> because we did the show last week, Luke. Or was it on Monday? Or the, the Tuesday episode, when he emailed in about Could TKM, and we were making fun of the name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Jack says, Hi, lads. Uh, Jack Nichols here. I hope you are well, and that Pete enjoyed watching Dynamite. He should review it more often. I wish. Before I get self-indulgent and talk about my totally G crew... <laughs> I'm really glad he's leaning into it. This is great. From the mean streets of Thetford. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like to say how much I love your chemistry. Last week's Dynamite review was so fun and Raw was a giggle too. I'd like to see my favourite two Wrestle Talk boys get more screen time together. Well, maybe we can have something in the future where we do some projects together. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's a bigger tease than Buddy Matthews. I know. I like it. Yesterday, you... Sorry, it was on uh, the Tuesday show. Mm. Yesterday, you asked for 10 TKM possibilities. And before I divulge the choices, I'd like to explain why the the cleft thing came from. Time for a backstory. My friend Brian didn't see himself in the same light that myself and my best friend Alex saw him. He is a meek and mild sword who constantly undermines his own wit, charm, and potential. Though Alex and I see the virtues in him being humble, he wasn't enjoying life too much, and thus he started the Life Enrichment Program. Each week, we would uh, proposition him with an absurd idea to raise his social profile, and although most didn't stick as they were dangerous or gross or illegal or whatever (laughs) excuse he had, one idea stuck. Thus, he was renamed Clefty. Clefty G. That's K-L-E-F-T-Y double J-E-E-E ain't he great. It's a Jeff Jarrett thing. Yeah. Uh, if you meet a man called Clefty G and he's mobbing with a bunch of people with his name on their chest, you remember him. That's Clefty G. We were like the Bone Street crew and instead of playing Bones, we went to wrestling shows and made serious cool noises. Uh, still do, mostly with our favourite local promotion, DOA UK. But... What does TKM stand for? Have your guesses. Okay, here lads. we go. Right, here we go. This is a great game. Thetford Cleft Morphers. Mm. Tony, Clefty, and Mike. Mm. Tiny Clefty Manly Men. <laughs> the Cleft Movement. Okay. The Clique Meters. Okay. The Clique Mates. The Clefty Movementarians. <laughs> the Coy Men. Mm-hmm. TKM, we just like the letters, mm-hmm. or the Great Carly match. 
as in what's your favourite great Carly match. Anyway, on this day, six years ago, we went to a WCPW show in Milton Keynes to have some pictures of us with Zack Sabre Jr. and your boy, Adam Blompier. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm the one whose head is an acorn. Zack got an 8 out of 5 on Tatanka for keep, uh, keeping score. Love you, bye. What did Adam get? What did Adam get on the Tatanka score? We need to know. There, there he is. There's our boy, there Zach. There he is, yeah. There's some people in masks. And there is Adam Blumpies. Jack with old school Adam Blompier. With looking non-dyed hair. Looking much thinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Sorry, shade of Adam. Hey, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> I don't mean it really. So, what do we think? What do so we think of the considering, name was? Considering that his name is Jack Nichols. Yes. I'm I'm skeptical of Tony Clefty and Mike. Same here. Same these. Mm. I'm also... I'm also skeptical of Thetford Cleft Morphers because yep. it's the first option and he left that he was Thetford from Thetford in the email. Exactly. I think that is a red herring. Misdirection right there. It is exactly. a misdirect. Yeah. I can't see the other ones because your mic arm is in the way. Oh, sorry, let me move my laptop. But, let me move this around so you can see it. So we've okay. got... I don't think it's just liking the letters either. Nope, nope, don't think it's that. I also don't think it's the Koi Men. I don't think it's the Great Carly match. Nope, either. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's the Clefty Movementarians. I think that, again, so, is just there to be um, very silly. I think... I don't... Oh, okay, 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 okay. I don't think it's the Cleek Meters. I think it could be the Cleek Mates, the Cleft Movement, or Tiny Clefty Manly Men. <laughs> now, Jack messages in a lot. Mm. And tiny clefty manny men makes so much sense, right? It does, right? I think it's the clefty movements. I think it's option four. The cleft movement. Yeah, you know what? Oh, but is all the cleft stuff just a misdirect? Because he spent so long talking he spent about so it. so long talking about cleft. So it actually could be like the clique meters. <sighs> and they do meet. And the thing is, the click mates as well. It's just like something you'd make up to be like, oh yeah, we're a group. We go to wrestling. We like wrestling. The click, you know, that's a that's a thing. The clique mates. We're a bunch of mates. It's just something you could call it. Be like, oh yeah, two km. You have, you know, when you're drunk in a pub and you just come up with a stupid name like Parts Fun Known and then it sticks. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah. You can go for option four. I'm going to go for option six. I'm going the clique mates. Well, there you go, Jack. The The gauntlet has been thrown down. We have yeah. made our guesses. What do you think it is? Why don't you get in touch with me and old Pete Quinnell on the old Twitter machine? Mm. At Pete Quinnell, at this is Luke Owen, at WrestleTalk underscore pod. And let us know which of the options you think it is. Did you know, Luke, by the way? Yes. Yeah, speaking, of, speaking of Twitter, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a, a little bit of an influx of followers lately. Uh-huh. Had a bit of a uh, a banger tweet. Mate, it was very, very good. <laughs> when I saw that it had over a thousand likes, I was like, it's well earned. And you know what? It's got way more than a thousand now, mate. Oh, yeah? It's got over 8,000 likes, mate. What? I know. I know, right? Dude, Crazy. I was about to brag about mine because it got over mm-hmm. five. Yeah. 8,000. Has that gone viral? Did you do a viral? I think I did a viral. Did you do yeah. a follow-up tweet to it, plugging your stuff and being like, now you that you're what? all here? I didn't. I thought about it, but I didn't. Uh, you put up a tweet that being like, just so you all know, this is heavily sarcastic. Yeah, that, that was immediately following it. This was like, just for clarity, this is heavily sarcastic. Oh, I did. by the way, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's over 6.3 thousand. 6.3. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because it has finally now calmed down. Because mm. it's just been my entire notifications feed for days. Uh, but now, God, it's so popular. I know. Oh, my God. What a t- but it's legitimately the first viral-ish thing I have ever done ever. Mm. 
which is kind of wild. And I just made fun of the whole Cody situation. It's just, you know, well, I think I that's what, pretty funny. That's what it is, right? Like, I, um, I, the only times I've ever had, like, more than a thousand likes on a, mm-hmm. on a tweet post before is usually when I've been very negative about WWE or something. Yeah, it checks out. Like, when I did, like, The Miz is just a less good version of MJF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something along those lines, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm, and some yeah. people got pretty mad about it. Yeah. My tweet has got to the point now where it's, like, at 6.3 thousand likes. I've never had anything mm. like that before at all in my life. Mm-hmm. I've now got all the people who are coming out of the woodwork that don't follow me to be like, yep. uh, Shane McMahon wasn't fired. He's actually still employed by the company. Yep. Tell that to the 2K YGM trailer. <laughs> you can choose from Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville, the rest of them. <laughs> the others we won't mention. And yes. others. And more. Create um, your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was cool. I, mean, I was proud was of you, nice. man. I thought it was really yeah. funny. I thought it was a genuinely funny-ass tweet as well. I think it was the crime with laughter emojis that really made it. Mm. Well, it was, it was yeah. a work I, of art. I actually thought the best thing about it was when you put SMH. I thought <laughs> <laughs> That's chef kiss right there. That's real good. Some good stuff. Uh, Anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Hey, if you're all part of the video uh, portion of this, why don't you head on over to the WrestleTalk podcast channel? Because by the time you'll have heard this, there or thereabouts, our interviews that we did last week with Bianca Belair, the Street Profits, and Mustache Mountain will be live on the uh, WrestleTalk podcast channel. So go and check those out. About 7 p.m. tonight if you're in the UK. Uh, Or check it tomorrow. Um, Just whenever. Just, you know, if if you get... You get a spare 20 minutes, check it out. Or, you know, a spare 10 minutes, watch on double speed. You know, just it's, it's, up, it's up to you. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow for the Team Danuke show without the nuke, because it is Ollie and Denise. Team Oinis. Uh, team, team Dolly, I think they were going to go with. I mean, I talked with Denise about it on the Patreon mailbag show. Team Oinis. Just rolls <laughs> right off the tongue. Come on. It will never be as good as Team Panice, let's be honest. All right, yeah. That's all we've got time for on this show. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 